You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Episode 131 of That One Time on Tour is brought to you by the band The Guts. Two-time sponsor The Guts, spelled G-U-T-Z, are a three-piece punk band from Santa Cruz, California. The pandemic has been weird for most bands, especially if all the members do not live in the same town. But The Guts have found a way to keep busy and get new music recorded with the help of the good old internet. For more information on The Guts, spelled G-U-T-Z, you can find them on all of the streaming platforms as well as thegutsband.com. That is T-H-E-G-U-T-Z-B-A-N-D.com. Now here it is, their new single, Neo Ass Head Society.
common clay of the new west. You know. Morons. What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there. How's it going? This is Sam King from Get Dead. You're listening to that one time on tour. Run for the road, cause it's going on and on. We'll be driving through the darkest night until the break of dawn. We'll be hiding for the cities, another show for us to play. To get back in the bank tomorrow, we'll do it, we'll do it all. Hey, everybody out there in podcast land, what is going on? As always, this is Chris Swinney, and I am your host for that one time on tour. If this is your first time joining me, this is my podcast where I get to sit down with somebody in or around the entertainment industry and have a stellar conversation. How are you guys doing out there? The pandemic rages on. I've had like 10 of my guitar students pause their lessons due to being contact traced. And I'm actually starting to freak out a little bit. Um, I didn't work for so long. And then, you know, the health department okayed everything. And I started teaching in-person lessons again. And now it looks like it might be going away. And also, I don't want to catch the coronavirus. It's the first time I've really been kind of freaked out that I might catch it because all these people that I teach continue to either get it or be contact traced because someone they know got it. So uh, I had a student show up today that was sneezing and coughing and, and I made him leave. I told his parents, I'm like, did he go to school today? And they're like, no, he's sick. I'm like, why are you here? Like, if we're not having a pandemic, if you don't go to school, you don't come to lessons. Especially if we're having a pandemic, you don't come to lessons. So uh, work's been a little sketchy as of late with the pandemic and the cases going up and everything. I just, I really wish people would use common sense so we could all get our lives back. I would really like to see a live band sometime in the next decade. I don't know about you. but uh, So if you can hear my voice, wear your mask when you leave your house. And if you feel sick, stay the fuck home. Now, I don't want to talk about the pandemic anymore. I always seem to start these things off with the pandemic, but it's on everybody's mind as of late. So now on to a cooler topic. Today on the program, I got to chat with my good buddy, Sam King, from the awesome band Get Dead. Sam and I have uh, we've become close since his first appearance on the show about two years ago, and he's literally one of my, pe- one of my favorite people ever. He- he's such a good dude. Sam and the Get Dead Boys have a brand new record out on Fat entitled Dancing with the Curse, and it is definitely a contender of mine for top album of the year. It is so good. You got to check it out. This conversation was recorded last month on October 9th, 
which was the day the album actually was released. And uh, it was funny because Sam was at Fat Mike's house in L.A. And they were getting ready to have this big celebration for the release. They had a cake that was decorated like the album art. And it was it was just really cool. And uh, I loved everything about this chat because in the middle of it, Sam gave me a tour of Fat Mike's compound. Uh, it was, it's, it's one of my favorite chats that I've had on this whole journey of a podcast. And uh, we talked so much about the new record. And uh, Sam's love of hip hop and graffiti. And I, I know I always say this. I always say this is a good one, but this one takes the cake, pun intended. <laughs> this is an awesome episode. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. But before I get to my conversation with Sam, I need to pay some bills. We got some sponsors today. Uh, the Guts, two-time sponsor. Thank you guys so much for sponsoring today's episode. You can check them out at thegutsband.com. That is G-U-T-Z, thegutsband.com. Parts caster concierge. They consult on guitars. They build guitars. You got to check them out. My buddy Gary does awesome work. Head on over to partscasterconcierge.com. If you like the new logo for the show, all the new artwork has been done by SBAM, that is S-B-A-M, and you can check them out at sbam.rocks. Get them to do some art for you. Uh, check out their prints. They release records. They, they have a festival. It's awesome. You got to check it out. So we have a new sponsor this week, and uh, it's pretty cool. I am a proponent of therapy, of counseling. I think if you need help, you should get help. And uh, there's this really cool company called betterhelp.com. And it's basically remote counseling sessions. And you can do it from your house, from your car, whatever you want. It's way cheaper than traditional in-person counseling. And it's super, super easy. They'll match you with a licensed therapist, a professional licensed therapist that matches exactly what your needs are. And if you don't gel with the therapist, you can change anytime. Super easy, no hassle. And I just think that, you know, if you need some help, these are crazy times during the pandemic. Mental health is a big deal. And if you can hear my voice and you're struggling with something, you should check out BetterHelp. It's it's awesome. And listeners for that one time on tour, get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com forward slash T-O-T-O-T. So head on over to betterhelp, that is H-E-L-P.com forward slash T-O-T-O-T to get 10% off your first month. Thank you so much, BetterHelp, for supporting the podcast. I really appreciate it. If you have a band or a company and you would like to sponsor an episode, you can hit me up, TOTOTpodcast at gmail.com or shoot me a DM on any of the socials at TOTOTpodcast. We have a Patreon if you would like to support us there. It is patreon.com forward slash TOTOTpodcast. If you would like to send a one-time donation, you can hit up my Venmo. It is at Christopher Swinney, C-H-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-S-W-I. N-N-E-Y. The most cost-effective way to help the podcast, because it's free, is to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. So a couple shout-outs. Shout-outs to our art director, Sarah, over at Road Dog Supply. We have two limited edition shirts that are going back into the vault this Saturday, 11-21. 
So if you want those two shirts, and I posted them on Instagram and on Facebook, you have to get them ordered before this next coming Saturday. And uh, we'll have some more limited edition stuff. We're treating it like Disney. Disney releases a DVD, and then after a while, it goes back into the vault, and you have to wait to get it. So uh, if you guys want, it's the OG logo. I think it's a red shirt. I can't remember the other color, but I did post it on our socials. Two limited edition shirts that are going back into the vault this Saturday. So check them out and pick up some gear. Head on over to TOTOTpodcast.com and sign up for the mailing list so you guys can always know what's going on in TOTOT land. Also, a really good thing if you're on Facebook, sign up for our Facebook group, TOTOT Community. Just search it and sign up. Okay, so... We do have a segment today. It's not a radio segment. I've been doing those like crazy. I've had a lot of people hit me up and say that they really enjoyed my first band, Chronic Chaos's tour diary. I found this the other day, and it's all from just one tour back in 2003. But uh, I had so many people kind of ask to hear another one that I thought I would go through another tour diary entry. And uh, then we'll get on to Sam's interview. So this is Chronic Chaos, my high school band. And uh, this is the tour diary from January 24th, 2003, and it says RV Park, Panama City, Florida. So here we go. I woke up pretty late, as did everyone except Jason. Jason's our drummer. He is usually the last to go to bed and the first one up. It's freezing. Florida is not supposed to be this cold. A guy we met last night told us it was the first time in 100 years that it snowed on the beach. Just our luck. We're from Indiana. We decide to tour in Florida in January, and the snow follows us. Since we were already in Panama City, we had the whole day to kill. We found a mall and decided to check it out. We met a few girls in the food court, and they asked us if we were in a band. I guess we gave off that vibe, or maybe it was our homemade DIY tour laminates. We used to always make those before we would go out because we wanted to you know, kind of project the professional aspect of being on the road. We told them who we were, and they had actually heard of us. They saw us play Panama City back in March of last year when we were here on our last tour. We got their names and told them we would put them on our guest list. Fast forward to the show. We were all very excited about this show. We were opening for the beautiful mistake and Glass Eater. We kicked the night off to an awesome, huge crowd. A lot of kids told us they actually came out to see us because they saw us on our last tour here. The kids in Panama City are amazing. We ended up selling 48 CDs, our biggest night ever. We found out later that the show was actually sold out. Even though I'm sure it wasn't due to us being on said show, it still felt good. Glass Eater and The Beautiful Mistake were amazing. And they're some of the nicest guys we've ever met on tour. They even gave us some of their catering. That's a big deal if you're on a DIY tour and someone has catering and they they hook you up. That's awesome. We traded some merch with both bands, got our guarantee from the promoter, and hit the road. This was easily the best show of the tour so far. Let's hope the streak continues. Tomorrow, we open for Under Oath in Pensacola. Since it's a short drive, we decided to grab a hotel. Showers three days in a row. I could get used to this, but I probably shouldn't. And there it was. That was uh, my tour diary entry from January 24th, 2003 with my old band, Chronic Chaos. 
And I hope you guys enjoyed that. I've had a lot of people asking for another entry from the tour diary. So if you liked that, let me know. I've got a bunch more. If you didn't like it, let me know as well. I'm always testing out new stuff to do on the podcast. So that's it for the intro. Without further ado, I'm going to do it right now. This is why you guys came. I'm going to jump into my conversation with Sam King from Get Dead. Here we go. And I'm on the line with my buddy, Sam King from Get Dead. How are you doing today, man? I'm doing good, man. How you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm I'm doing great. I, I love the fact that you're outside. I can see. Uh you're you must be at Mr. Fat Mike's house, correct? Yes, I am. Um this is his uh compound right here. I actually just I painted this place for him a few months ago and it's Neapolitan. <laughs> that's awesome. So, so it looks like uh So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes album cover. Yeah, right? that's exact that's that's exactly what he gave me. It was that <laughs> album cover. He's all I kinda wanted to look like this. I'm like yeah, it's gonna be ugly as fuck, but all right. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, you know, it's kind of cool that we're talking today. This is your second time on the program. You were on the program almost two years ago. I mean, it's it's been a long time now. Um, yes, it has. Been. In that time period, over the months and months, you've sent me demos here and there, and let me hear what you guys were working on. Now oh, yeah. that now that Vanessa sent me the new record, I got to say, man, it far exceeded anything you sent me. I thought the demos were amazing, but everything on the record is just killer, man. Fuck yeah. Thank you, man. Yeah, we worked we worked hard on it, man. We, there's also a lot of other people that like not just get dead. I mean, we had Baz and Johnny from Old Man Markley um, with Mike. They've got like a production crew called uh, Decomposers now. And when we finished the album with Chris Dugan, we thought that we were done. We we're all psyched. We kind of already like started celebrating. And then we gave the shit to Fat Mike and he was like, nah, we can fucking make it sound better. And we're like, fuck, dude. We went back in in like December or January and then didn't finish it until like February or March. And uh, once it's like today is like finally, like there's no more surprises around the corner and shit. Like, you know, because I was just waiting to come down here and then being like, ah, nah, like, we got to do some more shit. Fuck. That's the cool thing about today because this will come out later but as we're speaking this is october 9th and it's the release day for the new record for uh dancing with the curse fuck yeah it is <laughs> are you guys at all worried about rolling out a record during the pandemic that's still kind of going on like i always ask my people my guests at the beginning of the program how the virus has affected them i'm sure it's affected you personally but with rolling out a new record does that kind of throw a wrench in everything because you can't really tour or anything right yeah, I mean, we, I mean, there's obviously there was like a lot of, uh, there was a lot of talk about it and stuff. And, um, you know, we, we just came to the conclusion that a lot of, a lot of friends that are in bands that we know are not releasing their shit right now because they're not going to have a chance to tour it. We kind of went on the opposite way. We're just like, well, it's, you kind of like, you have a captive audience right now. Like, yeah. people are, people are stuck. And so, it's almost, I think it's almost better because now we're going to be able to release this on people and kind of looks like COVID's kind of fucking easing up and stuff. So it's like people are going to get to digest the music for, uh, you know, at least like four or five months before we're probably going to be able to like, you know, realistically tour. And it'll be cool because normally you drop an album and then you're immediately already on tour. You're on tour when the album drops and nobody knows the music. So now everybody's going to, you know, if people like the album, then they're going to know it. And, and not only are they going to know it when you show up to play it, 
You know, you know when you fucking go to see a band and they play new music and you're like, oh, I don't really know this song. I'm trying yeah. to hear that good shit that I like, you know? So not only are they going to know it and be there for it, but they're not going to have been fucking at shows. Yeah. So they're just going to be extra hype. You know what I mean? So that's our, that's like our whole plan is hopefully like we want it to just, you know, we hope that it's fucking just so ramped up by the time we get to play shit, things just go off, you know? Well, I tell you, man, I've I've been a fan of the band even before we met. You know, last time I had you on the program, I've been a fan of the band ever since I found out about you guys through Fat Records. I love all the other records you guys have put out, but I've got to say this new one, Dancing with the Curse, it sounds very focused. Like, it, it yeah. sounds like maybe the best representation of Get Dead to date. Do you agree with that? Uh, 100%. I mean, I think that on... I mean, I think, I think it just comes with um, having released albums before. And having like the, um, you know, like the post album regret when you listen to it about six months down the road, like, oh man, I could have done that a little better. Or, you know, we could have been more focused. We could have taken this shit a little more seriously. Um, and maybe it's just like maturing as a band or whatever. But when we went in to make this record, we all like sat down and made a conscious decision to like not fuck around this time and like see what happens if we actually use like potential that we know that we can do as a, you know, as a group. And not just kind of like putting the weight on one person in the band to fucking come up with this and that. We just we just buckled down, man. We fucking put down the fucking whiskey and you know, kinda. I mean, I'm not gonna <laughs> kinda, right? <laughs> I mean, at least for the first hour of band practice, we kept it at bay, yeah. you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're fucking we're pumped on it, man. We're so we're psyched that people are like it's getting received really well for all like the pre promos that we've put out and um my and my biggest like calibrator of it all is like i play it for my friends because my friends are just the biggest smart asses and like they just love to hate on shit so they'll be the first ones to be like Dude, this shit's garbage fool what are you doing you know so keeping that in mind writing the album and you know my friends fucking are super into it so i'm i'm happy man because at the end of the day you got to hang out with those people and if you're making some kook shit like it's going to be a long you know you get a nickname or something you know well, and I think it's it's cool that you said that like the pre-promo stuff is going so well because I'll say that you know I feel fairly plugged into independent music because I do the podcast and I'm just a fan of music in general and I have seen so many posts since I woke up today about the new record because today is release day. Like yeah. all the punk rock groups that I'm in on Facebook, people on Instagram, like I remember when the last record came out and I didn't remember seeing that much stuff. So that growth you guys have had from the last record to the new record. I mean, is that present in you? Like, I know you just said you guys have matured, but like, do you feel like you've kind of hit your stride with everything you're doing? Um, I, I hope so. I mean, I don't, I won't go on. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, I told you before we started, it's like, I've got all these people coming into town and we're kind of like at Mike's house. So it's like, I got to watch these fucking heathens. <laughs> And um, I've got all these fucking like moving parts. So I've just been like a ball of anxiousness for like the past like two weeks, putting all this together and like, just like the press and the ramp up and stuff like that. So honestly, I won't go online and like, now that today's here, I probably won't go look at shit for like at least a couple of days and decompress. <laughs> so I'm glad that you told me that, that it's going good. Cause I'm just, Oh, like, it's going oh. great. Dude, I woke yeah. up and I, I swear, like I was excited to talk to you today because, you know, since the last time you were on the show, we've texted quite a bit and, and I, I love the band. I feel like we're bros now. And I, as soon oh, as I woke sure. up, as soon as I woke up, I got on my phone and like, oh my God, like 
I saw like 40 posts about the new Get Dead record. So I, I think Fuck yeah. I think it's gonna go really well for you guys. I I hope so, man. It, it would also be like super fitting and ironic as well if like this is the album that actually gets traction, but COVID just fucks it off. <laughs> yeah. And then we try to do a follow-up and it's just garbage. That's like where my brain is. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit about the COVID thing because the last time that I spoke with you, uh, you were on a break from painting houses, which is what you were yeah. doing back then. Are you still doing that? Did How has the virus affected your personal life other like outside of the band? Well, uh, since we last talked, I just got, uh, I recently just got divorced and I don't know if I can blame that on fucking COVID yeah. or my own, or my own fucking dumb ways. Probably a little bit of both being locked into a house, you know, but, um, as far as work goes as like a, as a painter, it, uh, it actually ramped up work because everybody wants it, you know, there's that, there was that month where everything was shut down. You know what I mean? Like back when it was like, so it was like eerily quiet outside and shit, you know? Um, but everybody got locked into their house. So they had all this time to like, look at their shit and like, <laughs> damn, I got to paint this thing, you know? And then they start like pretty much 80% of the jobs that I've been doing have been like, you know, walking into a place and it's like half painted because people <laughs> are like, Oh, I'm going to paint my shit. You know, I watched a fucking YouTube video and painting sucks. Yeah. It's messy and it's tedious. And, uh, so it's, I mean, as far as like making money and stuff, like it really, hasn't slowed down. If anything, it's sped up. Um, personally, like I've got some friends that they're like, you know, bartenders and stuff. And a lot of them, I've, I mean, I do all kinds of other shit, you know, I'm, I do fucking skating and fucking graffiti and a lot of shit that doesn't really involve needing like the cogs in society to be working for me to fucking be entertained. Yeah. But I have a lot of people in my life that like their, their main outlet is going to shows. Yeah. You know, like that's, the, that's their culture. That's their fucking, you know, after a fucking hard week of, of work, that's like what they look forward to. And, uh, you know, I got a few of my friends that are having a hard time with it, man. They're like getting into depression and, you know, they're just like, man, I just don't know what's going on. I'm just in the dumps. And it's like, it's like this air of like hopelessness with a lot of people, you know, and it's, it's fucking sad. But the only thing I can tell them is like, there's no sense in like tripping out on it. Like, Things are either going to fucking work or they're not. Yeah. So like until the shit doesn't work and you're going to die from it. I mean, I don't see the point in stressing over things. True. And I mean, I tell, I tell people that meanwhile, I'm just a fucking ball of stress myself. So <laughs> I mean, do what I say, not as I do. Do you have like a fear? Like, do you wear a mask all the time or are you kind of on the fence with everything? Like how, how, what are your, what's your day to day like when you're going out into the world? Um, I mean, I got my, I mean, I got my little fucking, my little, my little mask thing that I put on to get into the, you know, to get into the grocery store and stuff. You know, I'm not like anti-mask or anything, but I also feel that, um, just my lifestyle and not going around and stuff, you know what I mean? Or going around and not really like being that afraid of it. I think that if I was going to catch it, it would have already ha like happened. Yeah. If not, if I, if I didn't already have it before, I mean, I got super sick and like, December, January, and I never get sick. Like, I think I've had the flu maybe twice in my life. I mean, I'm pretty sure, you know, nothing can live inside of this with all like the Marlboro <laughs> Reds and fucking Jack Daniels. Uh, yeah. But it's, I, I don't really have like, have that fear. When it first started, you know, everybody had that fear because fucking every news station was just like, 
the kicker of death and fucking, you know, I'm like walking in public, like blinking my eyes. So I was scared it was going to get in there. And I'm trying to like, you know, I'm, I'm like, I can't just live life in a fucking strobe light like this. Like this seems ridiculous. So yeah, I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm not, a, I'm not too scared of it. I mean, I think that people shouldn't just be willy nilly with it. Cause I mean, you can see the spikes in, in San Jose where we lived when they opened up the bars for like outdoor seating in the restaurants that first time I went downtown and it was just shoulder to shoulder fucking people. And I was like, Whoa, like you guys are fucking tripping out. Nobody's got masks on. They're fucking cheersing. You know what I mean? People are stirring their cocktail with their fucking finger. Nah, dude. Oh my God. There's a surge. You fucking think no shit. (laughs) You know? And then I went through a phase where I was like, man, if there was really like a pandemic, they would, like I like tried to deny it for a minute. Like when the um, when the riots were going on and shit, when we were down there, I'm like looking around. No one's got masks except for like the anti fuckers. And like I'm like, man, if this was really a pandemic, they would have had the national guard down here immediately. Been like, hey, nah, we know you guys are pissed, but you can't be fucking around right now. You know, yeah. they're just and they're fucking dropping off bricks. You know, but then there was another surge. Yeah, <laughs> and. I mean, we got some homies down in Brazil that say it's fucking horrible down there. I've got a huge listener base in Brazil, and I've actually got some really good friends down there. And yeah, they've been uh, sending me emails and stuff telling me how bad it is, man. And I just want to send all my love out to everybody in Brazil because they all listen. So, fuck yeah, man! Fucking stay up, Brazil. I've never, (laughs) I've never been out there, but I got a bunch of good friends that are down there, and I really hope that everyone down there is safe because I'd really like to go down there. Man, you guys would kill down there. You guys got to get to Brazil. Yeah, I just want to go fucking spray paint in the favelas. That shit sounds fun to me. Let's talk a little bit about the the graffiti stuff because in uh, one of the newer videos, Disruption, it's uh, it's a lot of graffiti stuff in the video. Have you always been into art? Like, like, did you go to some? Like, did you take extra art classes, or was it just something that was in you when you were young? Um, I mean, I didn't. I think I started doing getting into it when I was like. 13, 14, I definitely didn't take any art classes. Uh, I thought, I mean, I was in, they put me in continuation fucking junior high when I was in seventh grade. Like, I just didn't play well with others, I guess. And then uh, I GED'd out at like 16 because my fucking continuation high school was like basically in the parking lot of a junior college. And like, I did a midterm and they put a fucking gold star on it. And I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm not doing work for this. I only come to school from 10 in the morning till fucking noon. I'm, I don't care about any of this that you're teaching me. And like, I've always kind of like, I mean, I was living on my own when I was like 15 and like, I always hung out with like older people and they were just telling me like, Hey dude, don't believe that fucking hype. Like, you know, algebra ain't going to save you, dude. You better fucking pick up a hammer or something with the way that you act. And so yeah, I GD'd out and uh, went to junior college and then I just threw skateboarding and stuff. I just had friends that were, you know, quote unquote vandals. And uh, I don't know, I just got into it, man. It, it was a lot like skateboarding to me. It was something that you can go out and do by yourself. You don't need other people. You don't need to rely on anyone. And there's, you know, there's no rules to it. I mean, there's like some basic fundamentals just like anything else in life. But, you know, it's pretty much fucking, you start doing graffiti and like your canvas just gets infinite. You know what I mean? The only thing I really know about graffiti is that like everybody that does it, or at least the ones that are good, they have their own tag, right? Oh yeah, for so, sure. 
what what is your tag? Can you kind of explain it to me, or like, did it take you a while to come up with your tag? Yeah, um, I've I've been. I mean, I can't. I can't really say what it is on on air. You know what I mean? Just okay. due to just to you know, I've been advised by my lawyer not to fucking say shit. Okay. I've never tagged on anything in my life. I've never done anything illegal. Okay, I'm sure. I would yeah. like that for the record. Um, but what I write, I've been writing since I was like 14 years old, and it just started with like Sharpie markers at the skate spot, and then it just you know, like skating, it just progressed to like, oh, what's over there? You know, what's what's down the street? And then you're on a bus and you're, you know, you're fucking on the city bus going to the next city and, you know, hanging off a fucking overpass. And then you're an adult in a fucking body harness hanging off some shit. Like, oh, dude, <laughs> like a fucking ninja, you know, because like a lot of it's like, like having like a, it's almost like having a secret identity that you don't really want people to know about, you yeah. know, and like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure if people did some digging and some videos and shit. You could figure it out. So you're an admirer of other people's graffiti as well. I was going to say one of the coolest places that I ever went as far as graffiti was Quebec city. Have you guys been up to Quebec city? Fucking a man. That place is awesome. Dude. The graffiti there is just unreal, man. Yeah, man. They're, they're not fucking around up there, dude. Um, Vancouver too is out of control. Um, there's definitely some like hot spots, dude. And the cool thing about graffiti too, is it like, I just got back from Bisbee, Arizona and, um, like, you'll see, like, some, like, fucking tunnel or something way out in the desert, you know? And if you go just explore and you go out there, you'll see the illest graffiti in there. Because, like, graffiti heads go to, like, the same places, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it's, like, that's another cool thing about it. Because you go put something where, like, a normal person would be like, this is pointless. What are you doing here? It's like, well, you're doing it for you. But you're also kind of doing it for the other people like you that, like, are down to make that like go crawl through a fucking sewer and yeah. go find this weird ass tunnel down there. You know, you gotta like want it. And like, you respect those people and you start admiring. You're like, Oh fuck. I seen this guy again, three States over, you know, I live in like a little town in Indiana. And I always like that. Uh, I live fairly close to train tracks and the train will go through pretty slow. And I always see really cool graffiti on the train. But the one thing that I always think is hilarious is that you'll see like this amazing artistic, just masterpiece on two or three train cars and then just a piece of shit oh yeah that's, a, that's what they call that's what they call them the business toys oh yeah you know i mean and like a lot of that i got a lot of good friends that are like really well-known like train riders that's all they do they go do fucking four train cars a night you know like uh our boy our boy dyer Right there. Um, he got into an accident. He's paralyzed now, but um, he's been fucking painting train cars with his mouth. Like, check out, like, if you're the listeners, look up Dyer, um, DTC, KYT, um, and check out what he's fucking doing. But back before his accident, I mean, he was up to into the thousands of train wow. cars. You know what I mean? Like, they're out there. And it's a, just, a, that's a whole, in graffiti, there's these subcultures. It's like bombers that just like run up on shit and just fucking, bah! hit cop cars and shit. And then you got the train guys and you got to know the rules about everything. You go fuck around in your train yard and that's, a, that's another cruise train yard or you don't know the rules over there and you're making a mess or leaving your cans and somebody catches you, they're going to fucking pull your card. You know what I mean? And there's, you know, there's no time out and nobody, you know, you're, you're doing an illegal enterprise. So nobody's helicopters are not going to be deployed to save your ass. You know what I mean? 
Have, have you noticed a big, I know you guys have been kind of all over the place. You've done stuff in Europe and, and all, and you're wanting to go to South America. Have you noticed a difference in like, or, or even just like a parallel in style when you go to a new part of the world and you see graffiti, is there like a style for location? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, graffiti is super like, like regional, regional styles. Like if anybody's listening to this and you want to like dig into it, that's what you can do. So there's like, there's, um, there's like the Chicago style, which is like these very long fucking long letters that go up and they flare out, you know? And then there's like, you go to Berlin and everything's like, they use like, a lot of them use like roller paint to fucking, to like make these huge block letters on the fucking freeways. And it's like Berlin fat cap style. And, you know, they got like Berlin fat caps and they make tips like regional specific, um, LA is known for it's like wild style, which is like that crazy fucking tech fucking shit. Check out like, you know, fucking Jabber. Um, he's going to be here painting today. That motherfucker's got like, that's like quintessential West coast fucking get down stuff. And yeah, man, like you, you get in the, you get, you get into graffiti and like, you can definitely like look at a, look at someone's just tag and be like, okay, that motherfucker's from the Southwest or that guy's, you know, Sao Paulo, Brazil has a crazy crew down there that I think it's called, I forget the name. It's like Pixo something. Sorry guys, if I fucked that up, but these motherfuckers are nuts, dude. They're like, they use like four people. You know, when you go to like, um, you ever been to like Mexico? Have you been to Brazil before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, like when you like get to the stoplight and like the kids stand on each other's shoulders, like five high yeah. and they're like, <laughs> so these dudes do that, but they do it to get on the sides of buildings. And then they'll like, get onto the ledge of the fucking apartment floors. And then one of them will get up there and the other one will crawl up his fucking leg. And then they'll stand too high, three stories up. And then they go up like 25 fucking stories just to do these, you know, and this is the Brazil style. It looks all fucking dirty and like crusty. And it's like, these dudes are about their business. Like yeah. you're, you're gambling with your fucking life. Like you need to meet, you, you got to mean it. You know, <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no half assing it when you're like hanging off someone's leg. Yeah. 15 stories above the ground with cops down there fucking shining lights on you. you know? Yeah, and, and the cops in Brazil are no joke, man. No, they'll kill your ass. <laughs> they'll fucking, they'll straight smoke you. So when you got into graffiti when you were younger, was there somebody that kind of was your mentor or that showed you the ropes or was it just all trial and error when you started out? Um, It was, it was kind of trial and error. I had a good friend that I grew up with, Reps. Reps 1, he's DTC, KYT 2. And uh, we grew up skating with each other. Uh, we were, our towns were right next to each other. And then, like, throughout life, we ended up, like, just living in the same places. And he's been, he's pretty much been, like, my mentor as far as, like, um, rules of the game and fucking, like, you know, fucking different fucking aspects of, like, style and stuff like that. I mean, without him, I, would, I definitely wouldn't still be into it at the level that I'm in. That's awesome, man. Well, I wanted to talk a little bit about the one of the things I really love about your band, jumping back to the music side of things, is uh, there's so many influences that you guys kind of wear on your sleeve. I mean, there's everything on the record from the straight up punk to ska to reggae. There's some folky kind of Irish type sounding stuff. I mean, I love the fact that when I listen to a Get Dead song, I'm not sure what I'm going to get. I know it's going to be pretty. <laughs> it's going to be pretty fucking awesome, but I don't know what yeah. I'm going to get. One, we. <laughs> well, and on top of that, the thing that I always kind of liked about your vocal delivery is it's 
very rhythmic, almost has kind of like a hip hop rap type feel to it. Do, are you into hip hop and rap? Do you like anything like that? Strictly. Strictly? Like I, yeah, like, you know, I've gotten fucking some shit for it in a couple, uh, couple chat rooms. Because I, really, <laughs> I, really, I don't really, unless like, I mean, besides like the 90s punk that every skater, you know, came up on. Yeah, like the epifat stuff or whatever. The epifat, exactly. You know, fucking punkarama and fucking yeah. that. But at the same time, like at that time, I was in like Tribe Called Quest, fucking Roots, Farside, fucking Beat Nuts. Um, I'm a straight hip hop nerd. And before I get dead, I was I was in fucking a bunch of different hip hop crews. I was a battle rapper for a few years. Like that's just what I do. And I I strictly listen to fucking rap music. I always thought that it was cool because when I used to skate and I got into punk rock, I always liked rap as well. And I had a lot of friends that were strictly in like, you know, into rap and friends that were strictly into punk and those worlds kind of intermingled, especially like in the, in the underground, you know what I mean? Like it almost felt like, I don't know. It just felt like it was the same attitude with just a different beat, you know? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm doing, I'm doing this side project with my friend Edison Check his stuff out. Um, it's sick, but it's called Dangerous. And I figured out, and I've been like, I was talking to uh, Fat Mike about like punk rock and stuff. And he was like saying this band and that band. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know what the fuck you're fucking talking about. And then like, I realized <laughs> that I've never even fucking like listened to like the first Bad Brains record. Really? Or like, yeah, or like these staples, you know what I mean? And so I've been going back in the past like, probably like year and I'm like, you know, I started way back. Like I started with like Susie and the Banshees and then like the Screamers and fucking, um, you know, and just try to like do my homework almost as if it's like graffiti. You know what I mean? Like you can't just like grab a can and start doing fucking wild style. You know what I mean? You have to start out with being able to fucking like evenly put the paint on the wall then fucking start with just straight letters. Can you do straight letters with that? So you have to have a foundation. So I was like, you know, this is pretty fucked up that I'm in like a position that a lot of fucking punk rock kids that are strictly punk rocks would fucking die to be in, you yeah. know, like millions on fat records. And I'm like, I, I don't want to be disrespectful to that. And I want to be like grateful for it. So I've been like going back and I'm getting into all this crazy shit now that I'm almost 40 years old. And I'm like, <laughs> fuck dude, you know, like, cause we, I'm, I was just not a, I, I've never been like a big, like pop punk fucking person or you know like just from skating and stuff like i've been more into like you know fucking thrash metal or like fucking gg allen to bite it (laughs) you know and that's almost like the type of hip-hop that i listen to it's underground it's fucking raw it's fucking about real life shit and i think that the two of those things fit so well and then i realized that if you because i'm sampling now all these like 70s and 80s underground punk bands and flipping the samples into hip hop, I'll send you some of this shit. It's fucking oh, tight. Awesome. Man. Uh, yeah. But uh, I figured out that all punk rock is, is hip hop double timed. So if you take any yeah. punk rock, punk rock beat and you cut the fucking BPM directly in half, you'll have a hip hop beat every time. <laughs> and so it's crazy. I-, I wanted to ask a little bit then, you know, I think on the last, the last time you were on the show, we talked a lot about the history of the band and everything, but I would like to know personally, you know, you were mostly into hip hop and rap. You knew a little bit about punk. When you started singing for Get Dead, I mean, 
did you sort of reference any bands in your delivery or did you just straight up, this is Sam, this is how I'm going to sound because of these are my influences. Like how did your everything come about at the beginning of you singing with the band, with the way that you do things? Um, well, it came out that I was living with Stacy D from bad cop, bad cop in San Francisco when she was in, um, the angry amputees on six and Howard at uh, camp UT. And they had, um, like a full blown fucking jam room, like a fucking 500 square foot jam room in there. And I had my little hip hop lab in the corner and, uh, I just fucking one day they, you know, they're jamming and I was just fucking around and I just found out that I could do it. And, um, I guess the only, I mean, the only like actual influences that I had were just, you know, whatever the fuck I listened to on like Tony Hawk pro skater two <laughs> when you're skating that hanger, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, like I think that when I started fucking with um, punk rock and started taking it seriously, when we were doing like, Louis, my rap name was Louis Regal. And then my first band with Eric Gonzalez and Moki, who was the first guitar player for Get Dead, we did Louis and the Regals was the name of the band. I was just fucking around. Um, but I think back then, and I think you, like even the early shit, you can kind of hear it. Like I was just listening to SF bands that I would go to, like uh, fucking Pitch Dark and fucking Swinging Utters you know, like five lessons learned. Oh like, yeah. As far as like punk rock goes, like that's five lessons learned is like a perfect fucking album. Oh, it's, it's amazing. Johnny was on the show last year, man. I, I love that band so much. Dude, he's fucking awesome. We, I got to like hang out with him and we played shows with him. He's in drug Lords and we did like a little weekend run with him, And it was, it was fucking tight, dude. That guy's like super, super interesting to me. You know what I mean? He's like the quintessential fucking like SF writer, Fuck you know what I mean? Fuck well, dude, it, the cool thing was when he was on the show, he texted me like 10 minutes before we were supposed to start. And he's like, hey, man, can we reschedule? I'm dropping my daughter off at college today. And I was like, yeah. you just blew my mind. You're Johnny P. Bucks from the Swinging Utters and you're dropping your daughter off at college. I just I had this weird like reality change, you know? Yeah. You're like, oh, shit. They were getting old. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. And yeah, like, um, like, yeah, even with him, it was surreal when I met him, too, because we were at the. Uh, I think we're at uh, Power Bar. I don't know if that's LA or San Diego or Long Beach. I don't know. But um, we're at Tower Bar and we, you know, sound check was over and it's just like me and him sitting at the fucking bar drinking vodka sodas. And we didn't, this was the first time we met. We didn't even talk to each other. We were just like sitting next to each other at the bar watching like fucking some Gene Hackman movie <laughs> on the bar thing at like four o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and like neither one of us said anything and then fucking some commercial came on and it was just like so ridiculous that we both like looked over at each other and we're like, Pah! and then, you know, and then started talking and like the whole time I'm like, damn, dude, I'm sitting next to the motherfucker from Sweet Nutters right I now. I know, right? And I was so crazy, dude. Yeah. None of that shit is lost on me. Like, you know, like we were, when my buddy Brant, uh, me and him painted Fat Mike's house, we were sitting here and Fat Mike has some people that live in the back and, you know, they do some like adult, like filming stuff and we're like painting painting the house both on a ladder and homegirls in the garden like butt naked taking pictures of herself like <laughs> with the timer and she's like crawling through and i look over at brand i'm like hey man check out over my shoulder and brand got me into the paint game i actually worked for him up in portland when i lived up there for a minute and he just like looked at me and he's like motherfucker he got off the ladder and he fucking all come here dude he's like teared up he gave me a hug he's like He's like, I'm proud of you, dude. He's like, I've been a painter for fucking 20 years, dude, and I've never thought that this day would come. <laughs> so I always think about it. And it's like, those little moments like that never escape me. Like, it's just, 
it's super fortunate to be in like the position that we're in and get to like experience these motherfuckers on like this level. Like we played at Fat Mike's house for that weekend at Fatty's with Fishbone. And like fucking let me check, show you this shit. So, show me Zen, I, I was getting ready to ask you about that. Show me this shit, but yeah. we'll talk as you're walking yeah, over there. So so fucking Zen is uh DTC, he was sitting here painting. He was like, Yeah, the first because I can't believe fishbone's here. The first uh the first show I ever went to was Fishbone and he loved him. And then 15 minutes later, I look over and the singer for Fishbones, Zen was doing this shit right here. Oh man, I got low fucking battery, 10%. I'm gonna have to get back over there. Hold on. Um, but then the guy Fishbone's fucking painting this right next to fucking Zen. Dude, that's awesome, man. You know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh shit, dude. I was like, that's gotta be so fucking rad, like to be able to be in that position. You know what I mean? So let me see if I can, I got 10%. Left on this. Let's let's see if we do a lap. If fucking, if uh, if this thing dies on me, I'll call right back. All right. Okay, that's fine. Well, if yeah, it, if, gonna... it, if it dies on you, I'll just send you a new Zoom link. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is fucking Fat Mike shit. This is uh, the fucking Trump statue in decline. Fucking gave him. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Loka, come here. That's my dog, Loka. Oh, come that's on, awesome. Papa. See the, the sad on, thing. Guys. The sad thing is, this is lost on all the listeners because you're actually taking me on a tour of Fat Mike's house, but we're just chatting. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's all good. And so this is the fucking the Neapolitan. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, here we go. We're still there. There we are. Okay. <laughs> that's that's so cool, man. Yeah, and there's the black flag mural. That's really cool. Yep, yep, yep. And the fucking all this. Here's the boys. Scotty's in town. We got Young Ish. That's Kyle, our new guitar player. <laughs> I'm just getting yeah, to see everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're still waiting for some to get dead dudes. And then uh trying to get this shit. There's like the studio in there and the fucking swimming pools. He's got uh Burt Reynolds clown cars fucking around here. This is the shit that'll trip you out. Oh, 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 oh I'm shit, back. I can't go. I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose my Wi-Fi. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's as far as it'll go. I was trying to show you these little like chariot things that they fucking I don't care what my listeners I don't care what my listeners are are thinking right now I love getting a tour of Fat Mike's crib man this is awesome (laughs) yeah dude it's it's some trippy shit dude like look at they got a fucking they got a fucking astronaut spacesuit in here next to a stand up base (laughs) oh that's so cool man yeah, my my yeah, buddy, man. my buddy Dewey that does the Pure Pleasure podcast, he actually interviewed Mike in the pool at his crib. I'm still waiting for Mike to give me the invitation. Oh, dude, you fucking you let me know. I can I can hook that up for you, man. That's cool, man. Well, we can just kind of take it from here then. Uh, you know, talking about weekend at Fatty's, the big live stream event. Um, it looked really cool. I got to watch it, and I mean, you guys killed it. I know you've got a new guitarist, uh, and it was like one of his first shows, correct? Yes, it was. It was a first show and only two practices because, you know, if you're going to be in Get Dead, you have to be kind of like an unreliable derelict. <laughs> so we really didn't get this. We didn't, <laughs> we didn't get the shit um, really together until about three days before we had to be down here. And I've, I've known Kyle. He's in, he was in the Whiskey Avengers and he's in uh, Sad Boy Sinister. And um, he's, he's a great guitarist. I knew he could do it, but you know, we kept like trying to do band practice and kept getting closer and closer. And like, we'd never even played with him to even know, like before we announced that he was our guitar player, like we were even going to gel. 
as yeah. a band. You know what I mean? Like, cause that can be a tricky thing. You know, musicians know this shit. Like there's a chemistry between everybody when you're in a band. Yeah, exactly. And one person can fuck all that off, you know? And that's like, that's no bueno, you know? Yeah. So, but it, it went, it went good, man. He's consummate professional as much as somebody in get dead can be. And he, uh, he came through, he fucking killed it. Everyone was soaked on him. That whole show was fucking surreal. And they had like RVs parked in the back for our green room and we're next to Fishbone and Fishbone played and they murdered it. And I'm back there like talking to the fucking dudes from Fishbone and the drummer played backwards. And I was like, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, what's up with that playing backwards, dude? I was like, some wild shit, homie. He's like, fuck that, dude. He's like, I don't want to fucking look at all those white people when I play. And I'm like, <laughs> that's fucking sick, fool. That's hard as nails. So... I was, I was like, is it cool? I'm talking to you right now, what, bro. But they're super fucking, super good dudes. Um, everybody at the party was awesome because it wasn't like, nobody was like fucking big timing anybody else. And, you know, uh, when they're, they're doing, you know, the next weekend at Fatty's and I've got um, the In Decline guys coming today. I uh, went and bought a bunch of Masonite to put panels up all over the fucking chain link fence. And, um, you know, they're going to, they're going to fucking paint stuff because they want to like be able to, um, you know, have art on backlog. Cause last time when they were filming it, they were trying to film the bands and everybody over there, but then people started migrating over to the tennis courts and partying over here because people just fucking, you know, automatically just start, you know, gathering around fucking derelicts all the time, <laughs> especially, you know? And so they didn't have, they didn't have enough camera guys to fucking be over here filming. So, we're gonna try to get some shots today and stuff, and then they're probably gonna fucking come back and during it, like do all the detail work and stuff like that. So, are you guys gonna be playing the 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 next one as well? Uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, we might if they ask us. You know, um, I think that like the main thing is though to like cycle all the bands through and stuff yeah. like that. I know that the bomb pops are on the next one, and uh, other than that, I don't think I don't know if I'm like it's like above my pay grade to talk about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. They don't, they, they definitely don't pay me enough to think that I can talk about it and get in trouble for it. So fuck that. So the cool thing, and I think we talked about this last time you're on the show, the whole like fat records thing, it's almost like a family. And that's like kind of the atmosphere that I saw when I was watching the live stream. I mean, it just seems like fat Mike has made this community of like-minded people and everybody loves each other. And you guys just party and have a blast. I mean, like you're at his place right now, just kind of chilling. Like, does it feel like that? Is it really kind of that family vibe? Oh, 100%, man. Like we fucking, I've known Fat Mike now for about 10 years. And like, you know, when I first met him, I fucking dosed him. I didn't know who the fuck this guy was. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't my dream to be on Fat Records, you know? I was like, who the fuck is this dude in a dress telling me what the fucking, tell me you don't like Budweiser? Fuck you. Um, but now, like, he's one of my fucking, he's one of my, like, closest friends. Like, I actually, like, legit, like, care about dude's well-being. And, you know, he, he fucking was, he just stopped. He just, I did fucking acid all night long. And I woke up in San Jose to that guy at my front door. <laughs> and I was like, uh, what, what's going on here? He's like, ah, I'm in the Bay Area, man. Fucking see if you want to go golf or some shit. <laughs> and then we ended up, like, going to my buddy's tattoo shop. And then we went to the fucking Ghost Mountain Riders fucking motorcycle clubhouse and played pool. My mom showed up with fucking dice, took everybody's fucking money. Like, <laughs> you know, like we, we hang out, we legit kick it. So it's, it's, 
it's definitely a family, man. It's definitely a family vibe within the Fat Records community. We're all fucking, there's like brothers and sisters. Like we beef with each other. There's fucking arguments. This person's pissed off because they got to play this and they didn't get to play that. But at the end of the day, we're all the fucking, we're all in this crazy little microcosm together. So it's fucking tight, man. It's tight. I, I love, uh, I love the Fat Rack documentary, and one of my favorite parts of the documentary is your line where you go, who still has a mohawk? That dude. That, that dude. <laughs> For real. I mean, to me, though, like, you know, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure a hell of people were sitting there watching that documentary with mohawks. <laughs> <Probably. you know? laughs> and there's just like a chick just looked over at him like, you motherfucker, dude. I told you. <laughs> so, but I mean, nobody should be basing any kind of fucking, like style points off of me for sure i've been dressing the same way same way since i was like 13 years old that's the thing my wife always tells me she's like how many black t-shirts do you need i was like a lot a lot of them i said i I dressed the same way i did in eighth grade man yeah man it's it's like back back then dude like you know i was fucking back then like when i was a skater you know that was back when skaters were called fucking hey fuck face and a bottle would get thrown at you you know what i mean and, that, and now it's like, and I, like, I think that that sticks with you from that time period because if you saw another kid in your small town with a fucking independent shirt, yeah, you're like, oh, that, oh that's tribe right there. That's my fucking, that's my boy. Like we're, we're immediately have this connection, you know, because we go through the same shit and it's the same with punk rock. Like back in the day, or even today, you know what I mean? Like if you go to the store, you see someone with an alkaline trio shirt on, you yeah. can fucking drop it. You can drop that head nod, dude. Oh, what's up, dude? I got you. I tried to explain to my buddy one time because my buddy, uh, he loves Harley Davidson motorcycles. And I was like, you know how you are when you see a guy with a Harley and you give him that little nod? (laughs) I'm Uh like, it's the same way. If someone's got a Pennywise shirt on, I'm like, hey, what's up? (laughs) That's so fucking funny you said that because I just got a Harley. Awesome. I was fucking, I'm like fucking riding it and like kept passing people on Harley and he kept like, Doing that, like, yeah, bye. Yeah, I kept thinking that I had my fucking blinker on and shit. Now they're just oh, giving the you that high sign. They're like, "Hey, what's up, man? I'm in the club too." Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then fucking like, I've got a bunch of friends that are like straight, like biker bikers. Dude. I got people that are like, like San Jose Hell's Angels, and like, you know. And I'm I'm sitting there fucking having beers, talking. I'm like, Yo, what's this fucking little fucking wop wop that I keep getting, dude? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, is that like fuck? Hey, hey, dude, you're too close to me or something? No, no, fool. That's like that's a secret handshake right there. That's just like <laughs> that's like the fucking the cholo head nod. Like, what up? <laughs> You're in the club now, Sam. <laughs> I'm, I'm in, man. It's it's uh, it's sketchy at best. <laughs> well, hey, man. I tell you what. I've had you on the line for quite a while. I've got a couple listener questions. If you wouldn't mind answering them, absolutely, brothers. Okay, so Kevin from San Francisco, which I think you know, Kevin. Yeah, uh, I probably he, do. He asked a couple questions, but one of the cool things I wanted to know about, he said, make sure to ask Sam about him pulling his own tooth out with pliers. Well, there's that. There, <laughs> it's happened a couple times. <laughs> Scotty, Scotty pulled my, uh, Scotty pulled my tooth out in uh, Slovenia. I had an abscess tooth. You, your listeners can't see it, but, and um, it broke off and I had a fucking like gray nerve hanging out. And he fucking, we just drank Polanco, which is like their version of moonshine. And I laid back in the studio chair and he just pulled this little fucking gray worm out of my mouth. Jeez, man. And then, 
I was in the Ozarks at a wedding in Kansas and I was roughhousing with a buddy and I we were in the hallway of a hotel and I grabbed the fucking fire extinguisher off the wall and I sprayed him with it because I like so drunk. I was like, oh, if I spray the fire extinguisher, it'll take the oxygen out of this gypsy. And like, so I smoked, I fucking like smoked out the whole hotel room and then the fire extinguisher gets taken out of my hands and I can't see it anymore. And I just see like a flash of light and the thought, then he knocked out my front tooth and we put it back in there. Go stall, go stall. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and then I flew home with like bubblicious, like holding my front tooth in. <laughs> and when we got home, my buddy drew like put uh, like toilet paper on the pliers and scotch tapes and not to damage the damaged tooth made no fucking sense. And he just put his knees on my shoulders and shoved my tooth back up in my fucking head. Uh, and I went, <laughs> and I went and it was like crunch. It was like, Oh God. He's all, oh, dude, it was like still hanging over my bottom lip, kind of like a bulldog. And he's like, I'm sorry, homie. He's like, we got we to gotta do it one more time. And I'm like, fuck you. He's like, dude, you got to. Took another pull. He stuck it up there. I went to the dentist the next day. Dentist is like, hey, man, I'll give you, I'll give you a B plus on effort with that tooth. He's like, but that thing's going to be fucking dead and black in your fucking mouth in like four days. So we got to pull it. And I'm like, nah, fuck all that. Five years later, it's still looks, there. It looks good, man. Yeah. I'm hoping that it'll fall out so I can get a gold tooth. That's what I want. <laughs> I was talking to, the, talking to the homie last night. He got veneers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got, he got some pretty teeth. So the one that you, uh, when you were in Slovenia, was there any ill effects from that? Did you have to go to the dentist and like, or was that just, it was pulled out and you were good? Just yank that fucker out. I mean, I hadn't slept for like three days because the fucking pain in my mouth was so crazy. And I was just like, you know, I was going through like a fucking, like two pints of Jack Daniels fucking the hour before the show, just so I could get my shit together to be able to fucking muscle through it. Cause like, if anybody's ever had a tooth problem, you know, it's maddening. Yeah. Oh and yeah. like, and yelling and like pushing blood towards your fucking head just like makes it throb even more. And just, it's just, it gets to a point where you you either want to just fucking kill yourself or you want the thing out of your mouth. I, I had uh I had my one of my wisdom teeth cut out one time because it grew in sideways, and after they cut it out, they put some stitches in there. And uh, when I went back to get the like the the sutures out or whatever, they left one in. And, oh yeah. And when I got home that night, I was like, oh, they left one in, but it wasn't connected to anything, so I'll just pull it. Well, I pulled it and there was a knot in one side and I pulled the knot through my gum and I passed out, man. Oh no. Like I totally, I went, I hit the ground. I was out, dude. It was the worst pain I'd ever felt in my life. Yeah. That, that shit, that's just no fucking around, man. You got to watch that too. Like when you get, uh, when you get like a wisdom teeth pulled out and shit and you still have like those cavities in there, you're not allowed to use a straw or smoke cigarettes because It'll break that fucking, that like membrane seal in it. You get a dry socket. It's horrible. Man. Dry socket. I mean, just the fucking word dry socket is disgusting. <laughs> it sounds horrible. You know what I mean? That sounds horrible. That should be like a fucking crust band name for sure. <laughs> dry it's socket. Dry socket. Yeah. Okay. Well, Kevin, thank you for that. I have one more listener question. Uh, Chris, Christopher from Illinois says, have you ever at any time on tour had to protect or defend your bandmates from assholes? Absolutely. I knocked out a, a guy's, we're talking about tooth. I took out a guy's tooth in uh, Lyspeg 
they were uh, they were coming out um, out of this club. They were kind of being dicks, and the guy was like, "Fucking!" They were this was like a group of people, and they were like backing us up against the fucking tour van. Somebody said something to this guy where he got he got the whole fucking thing twisted, and like all I could all I could fucking understand from him is the word Nazi. And he kept saying Nazi. And I was like, I was like, motherfucker, who are you talking to, dude? My grandpa came over here and beat the fuck out of your grandpa for being a fucking Nazi, dude. Yeah. So don't get that shit. Said, Did you call me a Nazi one more time and make me fear for fucking my friends back here? I'm going to fuck you up. And so sure enough, fucking, they kept coming closer and closer. And I just fucking rocked this dude in the mouth and his fucking tooth fell out on the ground. And then everybody's, all these people that were trying to like Bruce up, go, hey, whoa, 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 what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, there's no violence here. It's like, what motherfucker? You just like, you just like fucking circled us and you're fucking screaming Nazi. Like, what did you think was going to happen, bro? We're American. You're lucky we don't have guns. We might, you know? So I don't know. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've definitely been in my share of fucking scuffles on tour and stuff like that, but. I, mean, I came from fucking San Jose, like in a fucking Mexican neighborhood box, you know, like what do you fuck around and find out? I, I think there is something to be said about kind of, I don't know, being American. And it's kind of weird to say this, but I used to tour with a band from Canada and uh, we were in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, and there was this like crust punk kid pissing on our trailer. And I just got, oh, yeah. I, I got so mad and just threw him on the ground and like put his face in the piss and That's was like, man right there. you're going to disrespect us. And they're like, why did you do that? I'm like, he was disrespecting us. You piss on the trailer. And they're like, man, we got to take more Americans on the road with us so we don't get in trouble. <laughs> Straight the fuck up, dude. You know, like you got to, I like to look at, uh, I like to look at like America as like the teenagers of the world. Yeah, totally. You know I mean? <laughs> like, what are you fucking looking at, bro? You dogging me? <laughs> you dogging me? You talk about my mama? Fucking just, you know, you just. Americans are just so quick to get punchy. You well, know? that was but the I thing. Mean, I didn't even tell the kid to stop. I just grabbed his big Liberty spiked head and threw his face down in the piss because I was mad. Well, that's, what I'm that's what I'm fucking telling you, dude. It's like a fuck around and find out. Like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to teach you the rules of the game. I'm here to enforce them. You know, we need to roll together, man. We'll, we'll take yeah, everybody fucking out. We do. I'm not gonna, I'm this life is not going to be complete until me and you fucking drop some Liberty spikes and some Mohawk and some piss, dude. I tell you what, brother. Christopher, thank you so much for that question. And I, I tell you what, Sam, I've had you on the line for a while. I'm going to let you get back to your day. Uh, the future of the band. The album comes out today. Everybody needs to check it out. Dancing with the Curse on Fat Records. What do you guys have lined up? Are you guys going to maybe do some live stream stuff? Is I know you're doing an AMA today. Yeah, we're doing an AMA today. Um I don't think we have any live stream stuff. I, I do know that we, like, tentatively, if we can get the fuck out of America. Somebody just told me that they opened up the border to Costa Rica, which is interesting. That's an interesting prospect. We got some fucking people out there that come out to shows. Um, but pretty much everything that we were going to do this summer with, like, the European festival circuit that we do, we're going to be – it's all rescheduled for next summer, which actually really is not that far away at this yeah, point in the game. Yeah. So, um I think that that's all we have on the books. Uh, you know, if things fucking open up and people want to fucking book us, I mean, we're definitely going to get out there and play it and get after it. But I mean, as of now, we're just like everybody else. We're just trying to focus on 
getting the album out there and promoting it and fucking try to set it up for that when we do come out to a town near you, it can be a good party. Well, I tell you what, man, it's it's an amazing record. And I, you know, I know it sounds weird saying I'm proud of you, but just from I've always loved the band and just hearing this record, it's leaps and bounds above what anything you guys have always been amazing. But this is just it's a great record, man. I'm so happy for you guys. Fuck yeah, man. I fucking appreciate that, brother. I appreciate it. It means a lot. How can people check you guys out online? Your socials, you, you got those? Yeah, yeah, we got uh, we got social. We got Get Dead Music at um, Get Dead Music at Instagram. Um, we we just fucking revamped the website, so we have uh, Get Dead Music dot uh, com. Um, we just partnered up with uh, Stupid Rad Merch that Neil and Jen Bompop hooked us up with. Um, so all of our uh, merch and stuff is going to be going through them. They're a super rad company. You can order this stuff there. Uh, we've been getting a lot. We've been being hit up a lot by people in Europe that are asking us um, if we can like drop our shipping charges, which we really, you know, we don't have any control over that. Yeah. But um, we're trying to find a European distributor that we can get shit made over there. Um, but as of now, if you don't want to pay for the shipping out there in Europe, um, the only outlet that I know of that's holding shit is Cortex Records in Berlin. They're the homies, so we've sent them some stuff. And I know that they have like the new album and all that. So, um, yeah, that's it, man. Just fucking Google get dead. You'll find the shit. <laughs> well, I just want to say thank you so much, man. Uh, it's awesome to have you on the show for a second time. I can't wait for the third time. Absolutely, man. Maybe I'll, I'll have you back for a third time and we'll talk just all old school hip hop stuff. Dude, I'm fucking down. Dude, you let, you let me know. And I've been telling everybody this with, uh, that I'm doing these Zoom meetings on because now I feel like I'm a Zoom aficionado. I'm having no, I mean, I was almost on time today with you. I was only a minute late. You were a minute late, which is better than 90% of the people that are on this show. So, <laughs> yeah. And so I've been telling everybody that I do this for um, you got my number. If anybody ever cancels on you, you know what I mean? And you need that surprise guest, you just fucking shoot me a text and be all, yo, dude, whatever you're doing right now, fucking include me. Let's get after this and we can just talk about whatever the fuck you want. I have a really good idea. I, I I've I had Smelly on the show from No Effects, and I've always wanted to have Mike on. Maybe you and Mike together, so I can see how you guys play off each other. Maybe I'll ask a question, and then I'll just take a back seat. Yeah, one hundred percent. I'll talk to him about that today, and I'll fucking we got each other's numbers. I'll set that shit up for you, man, for sure. Tell him I said what's up, and dude, once again, you're the best dude in the world, and uh, just so much continued success for you guys. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate it, brother. And I'll talk to you real soon. Awesome. I'll talk to you later, Sam. Thanks, buddy. All right, honey. Later, man. So there it was, my conversation with Mr. Sam King from Get Dead. Make sure to check out their new record, Dancing with the Curse, out now on Fat Records and on all of the streaming platforms. You got to get it on vinyl, though. Go to fatrec.com and get it on vinyl. Seriously, this record. You just, it's so good. <laughs> Album of the year material for me. I love it. Once again, I would really like to thank Sam for coming on the show. I cannot wait to have him back. He's a super solid dude. Stoked to call him my friend. And uh, I've just met so many great people through this podcast. And uh, I love it. I love making friends. A guy like me in my early 40s, it's not easy to make friends. And this this podcast has really helped me do that. It's a lot of fun, but I feel like I've made some good friends, especially not just the people on the show. I've made some really good friends for people that listen to the show. I've met so many great people that I 
converse with on a daily basis on the socials and that I, you know, my buddy Mark out in Oregon, I actually met up with him when I was out there and even introduced him to my buddy Dewey from Pure Pleasure. I've met so many great people doing this podcast and uh, and Sam's one of them. So Sam, if you're listening, shout out to you, man, and uh, come back on the show anytime. We'll just shoot the shit. It'll be awesome. But that's it for this week. Thank you so much for coming back every week. I mean, the numbers just keep growing and uh, we have a really good network behind us now. Sound, talent, media, so many awesome shows on the network. I couldn't be more excited to be a part of such a cool family. And I want you guys to check out all the other shows on the network as well. So go to soundtalentmedia.com and support everybody. If you like my show, there's a good chance you're going to like some of the other shows on the network. And they just signed up a bunch of new shows too that I haven't checked out yet. I need to do that. So check out soundtalentmedia.com. I appreciate all the support, all you guys buying merch. I, I, I love it. I wake up in the morning and I get these pictures. I'm tagged in pictures of people wearing their new shirts that they got from Road Dog Supply. We have the best merch company in the world, roaddogsupply.com. Shout out to our art director, Sarah, over there. She... When she sends out the merch, she like sends out extra stuff and writes a handwritten note to you. And I mean, it's the personal touches like that. Like we're not some huge, massive company. We're a little tiny baby podcast. So when you buy something from us, you're going to get quality, quality stuff with uh, all the cool like mom and pop touches. So if you guys are interested in supporting us, that's the best way to do it. Buy some merch. You can get all the merch at RoadDogSupply.com or just go to TOTOTPodcast.com and all the links are there for that. Limited edition stuff. Check it out. You're going to love it. So that's it, like I said. But before I jump out of here, I am going to play some music. I do it every week. I'm going to play one of my favorite tracks from the new Get Dead record, and it is called Disruption. There's a really cool video for it on YouTube, too, if you want to check it out. But thanks again for the support. I will catch you next week when my guest will finally be Trevor Keith from Face to Face. Uh, Trevor was supposed to be on the show last year, but we ended up rescheduling a few times. He had an issue, then I had an issue, then he had an issue. We kept going back and forth and back and forth. Sometimes it's really hard to coordinate schedules, but we got it done. Face to Face is currently working on a new record, and Trevor just released this really cool lyric book that has like every lyric he's ever written in it. So make sure to come back next week for my chat with Trevor. It's a good one. I tell you that all the time, but this one is a good one. It's worth the wait. It is totally worth the wait. I love you guys and gals. I will catch you next week. As always, this is Chris. Peace. Right off the bat, you got me feeling away. Most cats are so back at the start and get waiting on someone to say it's okay hard to run a race when you don't even have your laces on. Pause for a second. Look at the bees basking in radiation. These nerds deserve to step off a curb and be metal more impatient. I'm sorry, my bad. Sometimes I just spaz. Get lost in my head and start lashing out like a belt and a stepdad. Some scars you can see. But others you can't The deeper the darker poison in the water Not one of us ever released a chance
watching you to make a payday hey, hey. Who are you? What's your deal? What's your community? Are you for real? Are those your friends? This is a respectable place To keep it a hundred We turn up young and fucking dumb shit Make you dance until we leave the corner from your stomach <laughs> Just to keep it raw Mama keeps a lookout for the whiskey shots in Johnny Law To all my hooligans in this polluted room My friend the time has finally come to show We'll matter what's up to the dip Catch a beating, catch a feeling Catch a 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 Lars Fredrickson from Rancid. This is Mark O'Connell from Taking Back Sunday. This is Tom from MXPX. Hey, this is Jay Bramley from Bad Religion. This is Vinny from Less Than Jake. This is Travis from Coheed and Cambria. This is Chris number two for the band Anti-Flag. Hey, this is Ricky Rocket from Poison. This is Pete Parada from The Offspring. Hey, this is Zach Blair from Rise Against. Hey, this is Eddie from the band Thrice. Hi, this is Frank Turner. Hey, this is Jim from Pennywise. Hey, this is Eric Smelly, the drummer of No Effects. Hi, this is Bill from Faith and More. Hey, this is Chris from Propagani. Hi, this is Rory from No Use for Name. Hi, this is Ben Gillies from Silverchair. This is Stefan from Descendants, and you're listening to That One Time On Tour with Chris Swinney. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind, uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little, little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick, and usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work, but we talk about decidedly not-so-grown-up things like... Hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love or want to love or hate yeah imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh has impacted your life uh and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week so triangulate your speakers 
think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind Podcast. <laughs>